What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Tips in 10, where we give you the top tips in the least amount of time. This series was built to help you stay in the know without taking a chunk out of your schedule. Let's welcome today's guest, David Jennings. David is a serial entrepreneur and founder of Systemology, a company dedicated to helping business owners worldwide scale and streamline their operations. So with over 20 years of experience in franchising, digital marketing, and business strategy, David has established himself as a trusted leader in the industry. After, after system successfully systemizing his own digital agency in 2016, David turned his attention to helping others achieve the same level of success. And he founded Systemology, a proven seven-step process for managing clients and implementing systems in their businesses. Today, his mission is to empower business owners to work on their business, not in them. Welcome to the show, David. Let's get after it. Hey, Mike. Pleasure to be here and really looking forward to the episode. Dude, so excited to have you here. I don't know if you guys can tell, but David has an accent because he's coming in from Australia, Melbourne, Australia. I love it. Love the accent. So excited to have you on here today. Today is going to be amazing. So David, share with us the story on how you fired yourself. Love that. Hired a CEO, moved to the beach, hopefully you surf, and tripled your bottom line. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Well, for me, uh, it all started with finding out that we were pregnant and I was stuck in a business where I was working ridiculously long hours. And I had that moment where I thought, I don't want to be that dad who's always too busy. They just haven't got the time to help get the kids ready for school or pick them up from school, just hang out with them on the weekends and be a, a real present dad. So uh, when we found out we were pregnant, I then started to relook at my digital agency, which I was stuck in. And I thought, how can I really make this work without me? And I, I kind of intuitively knew systems and processes was at its core. Uh, but for whatever reason, I, I thought, oh, this business is different. This digital agency that I've got, I thought, uh, it's far too creative to systemize and Google's always updating their algorithms. So what's the point of putting a system in place? Cause it's just going to be out of date. And I thought, Oh, my team's not going to want to follow systems because we're a creative digital agency and systems remove creativity. So I was carrying all of this baggage. Why I thought this business is different. It can't be systemized. It's dependent on me and I'm going to have to be stuck in it. And it wasn't until we got pregnant and I thought, look, I need to test all of these assumptions, go back to the drawing board and rebuild this business. So over the course of, it was a little bit more than nine months, ended up being about 12 months. I had a lady who was in the business that we promoted to CEO and I worked heavily with her over sort of that nine to 12 month period where we identified the key systems, captured what we were doing and really started to remove myself from the operations. And then uh, just as we had the, first uh, son arrive and we've got two now but uh, we moved down to the beach ended up taking the first year off um, and that really gave me some tremendous perspective to be able to step back just check in let Melissa run that business and really start to rewire my brain around what it means to be a business owner what involvement do I need to have do I need to really be on the tools and kind of 
reshaped a, a lot of what I thought. And that's, that's really where my journey for systemology began. I absolutely love it. You know what? There's nothing more important than chunking out time for your family and making sure that you do spend not just quality time, but quantity time too, as well. So, you know, kudos for you and your wife too, because, you know, she had to be on board too as well and support you on that because taking off for a year, that is a big, big challenge. So great job. So let's go, let's go to the next question. And I am so excited to hear the answers on this one. What are the top three myths of business systems and why do most people fail at them? Yeah. Look, a lot of business owners, they have a picture in their head about what they think a business system is and how many systems they need to have in place to build a systems-driven business. And the picture they have in their head is often very different from reality. So oftentimes the three big myths that I try and help business owners overcome, firstly, is uh, that they're going to need hundreds of systems. A lot of them think that they're going to have to systemize every minute detail of their business when you can really just apply the 80-20 rule and identify the minimum number of systems that have the biggest impact. What are the essential tasks that go on in your business that need to be done a certain way or are done the same way every single time a client comes through? It's about the identification of those and going to work on those. And it's actually potentially far fewer than the business owner thinks. Like you can have as little as 20 well-selected systems can have a tremendous impact on a business if identified well and systemized out. So that's a big myth that you're going to need a lot of them. Another common myth is that uh, the business owner needs to be the one that does a lot of the documentation and they're the ones that are going to need to create the systems. You can kind of explore that uh, a little bit more and then um, the the last one is that you need to systemize like McDonald's. A lot of business owners, they think when you say, think of a systemized business, McDonald's comes to mind and they think, oh, I've got to systemize like that. But when you think about it objectively, they are a business that's been systemizing for 60 years. They're a hamburger business and they're probably very different from your business and you're going to be not necessarily recruiting 15-year-old kids to learn how to flip hamburgers. You're going to be getting highly skilled team members potentially that coming into your team to do certain things. So we don't need to systemize to that level. Not only that, you're just getting started, whereas they've been doing it for a really long time. Now, there's a whole bunch of other myths where people get stuck. They're definitely some of the common ones. And as people tend to overcomplicate what systemization looks like. Yeah, I know one of my, uh, you know, theories in terms of business and really in life is to keep it simple, stupid. I mean, I, you know, I like to say, you know, keep it simple. And when I read your book, it's it, you talk about it, keeping it simple. Don't overcomplicate it. Right. I mean, how important is yeah. it to keep it simple? Look, most businesses struggle to get the basics done and they have trouble just with consistency. Small business owners struggle struggle with consistency. So when you introduce complexity and you make things, you know, add extra things in or more complex than they may, need to be, it just becomes another friction point. So the aim of the game is to actually think, what is the minimum number of systems required to make your business run? What are the minimum number of moving parts? Because you'll find that simple scales, complex fails. 
Mm, like that, like that a lot. So my my last question for you is: Why is the business owner typically the worst person to be documenting systems? Yeah, look, a lot of uh, business owners are really busy. Like, there's a whole variety of different reasons, but the business owner oftentimes they'll see systems as important, but they're very rarely urgent. So they get stuck on a to do list and they stay there. It's not something that oftentimes excites the business owner. It's not something that, you know, really jazzes them writing out a system or a process. And so they just leave it there and they never get around to it. And for the rare few that do get to it, business owners can't help but think about creating a system uh, the way that they would like things to be rather than the way that things are. And as I said earlier, most small business just struggles with consistency. So if you capture and create systems that center around what you're currently doing, what is your current best practice, and then bring everybody up to that standard, you get tremendous wins. But the business owner, they want to re-engineer things and they want to start changing things. And it gets in the way of rolling these systems out and they're trying to make it just perfect when you just start with what you're doing, bring everybody up to that standard. We can optimize and improve later. So the business owner uh, quite often is the worst person on the team member because they're busy, (laughs) because they overcomplicate things, and they try and make it more difficult than it needs to be. Yeah, and they're not typically the ones that are executing it either, right? Yeah. The people that you want them making the systems are the ones that are in it too. So obviously, like you said, it's to be there and help encourage them and how do we continue to improve. David, thank you so much for sharing that. we got to have a little bit of fun with some speed round questions And then I would love for our audience to be able to hear how they can get in touch with you. And of course, most importantly, order your book, which is absolutely amazing. Thank you for taking the time for writing that. Yeah. So do you go by the five second rule when a piece of food drops on the floor? (laughs) I do. I don't know if it's a dad thing. I kind of feel like dads have this unwritten law of things that they need to do. Yes. Sometimes there's a five second rule there. And uh, normally I'm the one finishing the boys dinner. If they don't get around to it. <laughs> I love it. What is one thing that you regret spending money on? One thing I regret spending money on that I haven't used. Look, I have, uh, it's funny. You mentioned um, surfing right at the start And my wife, as part of my midlife crisis, bought me a surfboard. And uh, I said to her, oh, get me some surfing lessons. And she bought me uh, a gift voucher to get some surfing lessons. And then COVID hit and I've never cashed that gift voucher in. So I kind of regret that we bought it, but hopefully it reminds me that I need to get out there on the board more. You got to do it. You definitely got to do it. One of the greatest things ever. I've been fortunate to be able to do it for over 35 years. So Uh, Great exercise, great feeling, and uh, just nothing like being, you know, one with the wave. Last question. What world record do you think you have a shot at beating? I think I could systemize a business in the shortest amount of time. Is that that, 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 the world record? There we go. I absolutely love that answer. That is fantastic. So tell uh, you know our listeners how they can get in touch with you. What's the best way to reach you? How can they order their book? Let's hear it. 
Look, if you're listening to this, you're probably an audio person. So head over to Amazon. There's a link to the book, which has got the audio version. Definitely starting there. It's called Systemology, Create Time, Reduce Errors, and Scale Profits with Proven Business Systems. And then if you want to uh, engage a little bit more, just systemology.com. There's links to social media and our YouTube channel and those sorts of things where you can dig a bit deeper if you'd like to. Awesome. David, thank you so much for joining us on Tips and 10. Have an amazing day. Perfect. Thanks for having us, Mike.